you're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. Hello, my friends. If you are brand spanking new to listening to this show, welcome. I'm so delighted to have you here. If you are a returning listener, always a good time to have you here in the house. Welcome to the Cali Track Show. So I want to share with you in this episode how to start thinking like a six-figure entrepreneur. And I want to break down how I used to think and how I think now. And my mindset has changed so much over the last three years I've run kellytrack.com and I've super proudly grown it from zero to six figures. And I've done that without spending money on ads. I run ads now, but now we have budget for that. (laughs) So I did it all organically, but I want to share kind of how my thoughts have changed and how you can start thinking differently too. You know, one of the most important things in terms of manifestation and embodying the energy and the dreams and the vision you have for yourself is to start thinking on that level. And sometimes I ask myself this too, because, you know, now I've been really working on growing to seven figures and I think, okay, well, if I was running a seven figure business, how would I do this? How would I approach this? How would I think like, um, how would I think like, what would I think like? That's the right English word I'm looking for. (laughs) Anyways, I'm going to share that with you in this episode. Now, one quick thing before we get going, I want to ask you if you've taken my totally free and awesome quiz. It's called, what is your zone of genius? So come take this crazy fun two minute quiz. And in turn, I am going to guess your zone of genius. And people have literally DM me and said, oh my God, your results are creepily accurate. And that's because I worked my butt off on this algorithm. And when you take this free quiz, I give you this amazing and juicy five page report on what your zone of genius is, how you can monetize it, what you could sell based on your unique genius type, and also how you could be making 10K months in your business with it. I give you a graph. It's really pretty. I share with you all of these little ideas and tips for ways which you can be selling and creating and marketing stuff based on your zone of genius and you definitely want to get it. It's at kellytrack.com slash genius. That's kellytrack.com slash genius. The link will be in the show notes, but if you are listening, pause this, go over to your little Safari browser or Chrome browser and go to kellytrack.com slash genius and take this totally awesome free quiz. All right. So before we get into this episode, I kind of want to give you an update on my life, uh, where things are, how things are going. Um, if you have been a longtime listener, you know that the podcast has been on a different cadence. And at wintertime, I kind of had announced that I wanted to take a break from the show. I wanted to retire the podcast. And that's because I had this new thing that had really wanted to come through me. And That, my friends, is a book. And if you have ever tried to get a book deal, it is a lot of work. And I just needed more time and space and energy to focus on that book and getting that out into the world. And I needed to take a hot sec off the podcast. But, you know, I've been missing talking to you. And I am, yeah, kind of sometimes I think about y'all and I'm like, gosh, I wish I could do a show. And I was like, wait, this is my show. I can do whatever I want. So if you have been listening, just have the subscribe button on the show. I do want to do more episodes in this year when it flows, when it feels good. I always like to create content that is helpful for you versus just pumping out shit. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the book process because so many of you guys have asked me about it. And so for a quick backstory, I had 
I had a body of work that I wanted to create. So every single time I go to Hawaii, I usually get some sort of new idea of what I want to do and what I want to make and what I want to sell. It always happens when we go to Hawaii and we go to Hawaii usually two or three times a year. So every time I come back from that trip, I'm like, I have something to make. And I had this idea and I want to kind of share how I got to the book because First and foremost, I tried running it as a live workshop and the date I picked was not good. It was like right after New Year's and ticket sales were low. So I was like, Kate, we're not doing that. That wasn't the right home for it. I considered putting it into a course and I was like, I don't know. I just feel like this work is just bigger and different. So it wasn't a course. I applied for a TED talk uh, on the basis of the subject. I didn't get it. I thought I was going to like totally get it and I didn't get it. And then I was like, hey, I should try writing this as a book. And then it was like, oh yeah, bingo, book. Now I am specifically working on getting a traditionally published book and a book deal with a publishing house. So that that requires several different steps. So the biggest step, number one, is you write a proposal. So I bought a course on how to write a book proposal. So this is essentially like a 50 page document that is like, okay, this is my book. These are the chapters. This is what I'm gonna talk about. This is why I'm an expert. This is why I need to write it. These are the comparative titles in the marketplace. This is why this content is new and needed in the market. So I wrote that. And then you have to go get a literary agent and a literary agent is pretty much an agent that works between you and the publishing house. And getting a book deal is a lot like getting um, a movie role, right? So you need an agent to send you out to casting. So I now am in the stage of pitching for literary agents and I have pitched over 200 <laughs> and I got so close to signing one, you guys, about a couple weeks ago and it ended up being a no and that's fine because I feel like if you can almost get one agent, you can almost get another. But hey, P.S. If you know any literary agents that publish self-help books, can you please send me a DM on Instagram or if you are a literary agent and you want to... Uh, write a potential New York Times bestseller with me uh, and not write it for me, but you know, support me on that. Holla at your girl. It's at Kelly Track on Instagram. So anyways, now I'm in the stage of pitching to agents and oh my goodness, if you have ever uh, pitched individual agents one by one, it takes a lot of time. So that's where I have been since the holiday season. So since December, I've been working on this book and pitching it out in my spare time and talking to people about it and trying to get a book deal. So that's why I have been... MIA on the content production and rightfully so, you know, you know, everybody has their own seasons of life. And when you are running a business and when you are doing your own thing, you got to make decisions on what feels good for you and what feels right for you, no matter what the quote unquote rules say. So yeah, I hope that little nugget of wisdom helps. You know, you don't always have to do exactly what quote unquote the experts say, just do what you feel good doing. And if your intuition says, ah, you know, no podcast for a while while you write a freaking book, listen to that <laughs> and follow that gut instinct because your gut and your intuition is always right. So that's where I've been. And that's what I've been doing for the last several months. Now, I kind of want to get into today's episode of thinking like a six-figure entrepreneur and thinking on a bigger level. And especially this message is so important because I'm coming off this like huge push for the book, it has really catapulted me into a new level, a new way of thinking, putting myself out there in a bigger way. I have to be more visible than I've ever been. I have to be super in my worth. I have to be so myself. Like it's just been a huge exercise of thinking on a bigger level and playing my biggest level possible and putting myself out there. And I just wanted to relay some of these huge golden nuggets that I've been learning along the way because it's very different than how I used to show up in my business in the early days and what I used to do at the start. 
So my first tip for you to start thinking like a six-figure entrepreneur is to use this concept of skipping the line. So I want to give you a little visual. Imagine you want to get into a really awesome nightclub. Not that I don't know if you even go to nightclubs. I don't go to nightclubs, but you get the visual. There is a whole long line of people who want to get into this hot club and there's the DJs, there's the models and there's the bouncer at the front. And he's got that red rope across, you know, the line to get actually into the club. Now, if you want to go where someone else has been, you can skip the line and get to the front of the line of the club. If you pay to learn from the people who've gone before you, skipping the line and using your money to get ahead and pay for knowledge is like the quick way to get into the club. So what do I mean by this? Well, when you are thinking like a six-figure entrepreneur, you invest in yourself to skip that line. So that means instead of Googling all night long for an answer or listening to a bajillion podcasts only to feel super frustrated and like endlessly pulled in different directions, you pay somebody who's already gone where you've wanted to go and you pay them for their knowledge, their coaching, their courses, and you just copy what they did. It saves you so much time and it saves you actually so much money in the long run because if you build stuff and it goes wrong, you're, you're losing out on money every single month, right? Because if you could be making, for example, $10,000 months in your business and you're making only one grand per month for business and maybe like help you needed was at two grand a month, like every single month when you're only making one grand, when you could be making 10, you're missing out on nine grand. So this is just a different way that six-figure entrepreneurs think. And I know that because I used to not think like this. I, in the early days of my business, I was so friggin' cheap. I spent oh my God, as little money as I could. And you know, there's a time and a place to be cheap and get things off the ground for cheap. And I really, I believe in like a lean startup approach where you get started with what you got. But when it comes to investing in yourself, I did not really start investing in proper business coaching and support until year two of my business. And that really reflected in sales. Year one was a total shit show, you guys. I was selling a $19 little program. I was selling like a $19 ebook. I was trying to pitch my first book. It didn't get published. Um, towards the end of the year, I had rolled out my first course, which is your best life at like, you know, $197. And it's just so freaking hard to be making six figures when you're selling a $19 ebook. I will tell you that right now, unless you have a huge ass audience, but when you are only talking to five people and your podcast only has five downloads and you are selling a $19 ebook, You'd be really lucky if one person bought that ebook at $19. So that's the value of paying for knowledge so you can skip the proverbial line. You know, uh, this week, actually, I just spent about $3,000 on a course because I needed knowledge on how to build something for my business and I wanted to do it the right way. And this course is actually pretty short, but I was like, man, I need this help. I need this info. Old me would have totally not done this. I would have tried to listen to more podcasts to get the answers, looked at other people's websites to see how they were doing it. And I always kind of used to feel like I could kind of do the cheap way and like the hack way of trying to get the knowledge without paying for it. And uh, I used to do that in my first year of business. And this idea of using your money to skip the line and get the knowledge you need has been such a game changer for me. And it's just been such a, just a key trait of being a six figure entrepreneur and you know, I do find people who do play at the higher levels and are building the six-figure businesses and people who are working towards, you know, seven-figure businesses and people who have seven-figure businesses, they are so easily investing in themselves. 
They put money behind their dreams. They, they really want to make sure they're learning from the pros. They don't cheap out on that. And this is just, this was just so not me in the beginning. I remember in the first couple months of starting kellytrack.com, I was watching Loose House's webinar on how to sell via webinar. And I remember thinking, this course is so amazing. And that course, I feel like was between $1,500 to $2,000. Or $2, and I remember thinking, gosh, this sounds so good. I had an upcoming webinar that I was going to do. And I knew I wanted to run a webinar, but I cheaped out and I did not buy his course. And you know what? I ran my own webinar. It was my first webinar. I only sold one one thing off that webinar and I had seven people. You know, I have now learned how to run webinar and when I do webinar launches, you know, a webinar launch can make you easily 10 grand, 20 grand. Like, you know, if you do it right, the pros freaking people who do webinar really well, they're having like $5 million come in off webinar launches. Um, that's a power webinar. And I teach webinar now inside my course, Your Conscious Empire. But, you know, there I was, I could have been making easily a $5,000 launch or easily a $10,000 launch. And there I only sold one, your best life at $197. And, um, that was my first webinar. It had seven people. I only sold that one course. I mean, your start is your start, but man, I could have made way more, way more money if I had invested in, in that course in the first place. So that's such a key trait is number one, skip the line. Where can you pay instead of using your time? Because you'll never learn it all. And this is another key thing I've really learned. You're never going to be able to figure out the backend strategy of what people are doing based on their sales pages and copying their website pages or looking at their stuff or like stalking their stuff. Um, in fact, it only gets more confusing and hard and you know, the more I learn about business, there's like AB testing and sales page testing all the time. So like, you know, you might think you're copying some great sales page. Well, it could be hardly converting and they have a different one that you're not seeing because the ad is showing you, you know, something else. So just pay for the knowledge and skip the line. Now, my second tip for you is to start planning for the long term and make decisions now that reflect the future. And this is super key. You know, I feel like I've been pretty good about this from the start, but now, especially my thinking has gotten even better around this because when I make decisions in my business now, I think, okay, how is this going to be if I now have a thousand people in this membership site or when my book deal comes out or if it becomes a New York Times bestseller, you know, uh, how can this offering that I'm going to create scale to serve, you know, 5,000 people at once? You know, I, I'm always thinking about long-term and I design with the end in mind. And I think this is just such a key way of looking at things because when you are building a six-figure business, you are in this for the long run. This is not a flash in the pan. This is not a get-rich-quick scheme. Business, by the way, is never a get-rich-quick scheme. Like, baby, it's going to be work and it's going to be time. And you want to be always being in that thinking and that feeling state of I'm in it for the long haul. I am here. I'm showing up. I'm going to practice. I'm going to be working on this thing. And you want to make sure that you're making decisions that reflect where you want to go. So in the early days, you know, I'm trying to think about the very first time I did one-on-one -on -one coaching and I didn't know even how to make a coaching package. I was like, you can buy a call with me. One call is a hundred bucks. Uh, I posted it on my website. Um, it was like, I'll help you. I think it was like, yeah, like life coaching. I'll help you like live your best life. <laughs> and I'd be hoping that, you know, one person would look at this sales page and then, you know, go through checkout and buy it. And, you know, the way I used to do it was you could just buy my coaching package online. And I was just hoping that one person would just go and buy that one coaching package of one single session for a hundred dollars and, 
and buy it. Like that was my thought. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. I have a sales page. Somebody's going to show up and it's going to be money in my bank account. Easy. You know, I'm not getting much traffic. So one sale will be really cool. You know, if I think about that now, I would make a decision very differently because I would be like, okay, well, Jesus, if I am going to be selling something, I literally think, okay, if I am going to ever have a million people reading my potential book, because if you sell a million copies, you got a million people reading your book and a huge chunk of those people want to look at your website now. And then there's all of a sudden a percentage of people who are interested in buying. Say, for example, I still had that single one session with me. What if like literally 300 people in one day bought that? Okay. Oh my God. Do I even want to work with all those people? You know, what if they're not my ideal client? Like, do I even want to sell that? Like, what about an application? Like, what about having it be structured differently? So now I think about if I have a huge influx of people coming, or if I have something down the road that, you know, needs more of my time, can this still run? I'm just making such different decisions because I'm planning for the long term. Things really have to be scalable. And this is something I really focus on. And I teach so much in my course, Your Conscious Empire, about, you know, having that online course aspect because my business now is really designed for scale and for leverage, meaning that I can serve, you know, a thousand people at once. Like if a thousand people want to buy my online course, I can help you. If a thousand people want to buy a single coaching session with me, I'm like, no way in hell. I cannot do that all right now. <laughs> that is too much work for me. And I would get so exhausted being on single calls back to back to back to back to back for weeks. Right? So I'm always thinking about scale and I'm always thinking about my time and leveraging my time, especially right now. I'm like, great. If I am away for six months and I have to write a book, how's my business still going to run minimally and without me? Like, how can I batch ahead of time? How can I start thinking smart? You know, if I am going to have this huge influx of people that come in, once my book is here, you know, can my business still run and can I still serve all those people at once? So think and plan for the long term. That is such a key way that uh, six and seven figure entrepreneurs think it's that long-term strategic vision. So always be making decisions that reflect where you want to go. Now, my third tip for you is to move at a quick pace. So <laughs> sometimes my coaching clients laugh a little bit because we move pretty fast. Like we are on a tight timeline. We're doing stuff every single week. You've got action items from me that need to be completed by the next week. We're moving at a rapid pace because I want you to get results and results fast, right? Like if you're coming from my build the digital business package, we have to go from idea to first 5k month in three months, right? So we got to move quick, which means I'm holding you accountable. I'm doing my shit on my end to like support you in the best way I can. And we're going quick, but this is a thing that I used to not do in my business. I would move at a freaking glacial pace. I wanted things to be perfect. I wanted everything to be super beautiful and polished before I presented it. And now I really move with speed in mind and iterate with speed in mind. So for example, you know, when it came time, when we, we just had coronavirus, I mean, we're still in coronavirus, but when it really hit big, you know, several weeks ago and everybody was like, oh my goodness, holy cow you know, small business is taking a hit. I am like immediately thinking in terms of speed of what can I pivot? What can I change? What can I do today? Like, how can I change this now? So it's really getting out of that thinking, overthinking, uh, stewing mode and getting into launching execution, you know, delivering stuff, sending it off, tweaking, updating, pivoting ASAP. It's that movement from that thinking to doing that taking action bit and doing it at a quick speed that quick response because in the past you know 
if it was my very first year running my business and we were in the middle of coronavirus, I would have been like, oh my God, I'm just not going to do anything. Like I'm, this is not the right time. I probably would have thought this is too hard to launch a business now. And I probably would have just done nothing. And I would have thought in my head about, okay, well, what can I sell when this is over? You know, what could I do when, you know, things go back to normal? You know, I, I have my idea of what I want to sell right now, but you know, I quote unquote hear that people are not buying. So I'm not even going to sell. So I'm not even going to try. That would have been my old mindset in year one. I would have fallen prey to that kind of messaging. And geez, that is not, that is not my mindset now. You know, when things started getting serious, I was like, great, we're, we're going to pivot today. I'm getting on my website today. We're changing sales pages today. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, we are going to, I had a, actually a scheduled launch end of February, early April. And so many people I heard on the internet are like, oh, people aren't buying, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, holy cow. Now my mindset is like, there's a lot of people right now that need help building digital businesses. And I'm either going to help these people and raise my hand and say that I can help and move quick and get things out there make things more accessible, cheaper price points, better things and serve the people in the best way I can or fall prey to that mindset of like, oh my God, nobody's buying. So I'm just going to like play small and like not launch anything and not sell very different mindset. But the key thing here I'd say is speed and reaction time, right? And having that fast reaction time to pivot, change and move. And this comes a lot with like launching and execution too. Like we move fast here. I am like a fast, I'm just like a fast person in life in general. Like I walk fast, I talk fast, I eat fast. We're moving at like a thousand miles an hour because that's how I like to roll. I don't want to sit around. I don't know about you, but I don't want to like sit around and wait. (laughs) I want like the fun to be happening. I want the sales to be rolling in. I like it every day when I'm like making money in my business. I'm helping people. Like I love that little, like that little, not the hustle, but that hustle and bustle of having a lively business. I love that. That's so much fun for me. So that, that speed and moving quick has been such an advantage to me because when I have an idea for a course, I get super accountable now. I'm like, great, well, we're going to launch this in three months. Or if I am, I just bought this course and this guy recommends that you launch your membership. Um, and you do it like, uh, within the first week of, of buying this course. And I was like, Oh, okay. Wow. I was not expecting this, but I was like, great. Well, I bought this, I bought the course on Tuesday and yesterday on Thursday, I was like, guys, this is my sales page. We are open for a beta test. We're doing it right. It's that kind of speed and turnaround time that you need as a six figure entrepreneur. It's that implementation and quick, quick implementation and doing it fast. And I I recommend this a lot because if you think about it too much, you might talk yourself out of it, right? But if you, you know, do it and you take action, you're going to learn. You will learn from taking action and iterating and pivoting. You will not learn from sitting on your ass watching Netflix all day and thinking about your future business or future shit. (laughs) Like it's all going to happen in the now. It's going to happen through feedback, changes, iteration, trying. Maybe you sell nothing. Maybe you sell one, learning, going back, doing it again, maybe selling two or three, going back, changing. Now you're selling like 50 units and you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. But it all comes from the momentum of taking action and the speed at which you take action. So speed is super key to just going, going at a quicker rate so that you have the time to take action and the momentum can happen. Now I want to talk about tip number four, and that is self doubt, man. At the beginning of my business, I doubted myself a ton. And, you know, sometimes I think back about, you know, former Kelly track and how she used to be and how she used to kind of hold herself in her business. And it was like, 
shy and it was different. And I'm sure, you know, if you go and listen back to the very first few episodes of the podcast, I am sure my energy is different. I'm probably not super comfortable in my skin. I remember the first time you guys, I did a Instagram story where it was my face speaking to the camera and it was a front facing camera and me talking to Instagram about my upcoming launch of my $19 little ebook program. And I was so nervous. I filmed that thing six times. And when I wrote my first book, which was called <laughs> Fuck This Shit, I'm Curing Myself, which never got published, but I sold as an ebook. <laughs> um, I was so nervous to launch that thing. And I was just so worried what other people would think. Here I was coming out with a book with two swear words in the title. I was all of a sudden telling everybody in my life, you guys, I have these autoimmune conditions and I eat this kind of crazy diet. And, you know, I didn't know if you knew this about me, but I, I struggled with like all this like inflammation and stomach issues for years and body issues. And here I was putting it into a book and launching it. And I was so nervous. I doubted myself. I didn't know if I could do it. Even before I even launched kellytrack.com, I talk about this a lot, but you know, I always looked up to people who were thought leaders and they were either life coaches or um, goal coaches or authors or speakers. I specifically loved and have always still loved Danielle Laporte, who's the author of The Desire Map, and she's from Vancouver, Canada. And I always thought, man, if I could have any job, I'd want to be like Danielle Laporte. But I thought I am not special enough to be Danielle Laporte. I'm not good enough to uh, share my message. I don't know what I would share. I don't think anybody would listen to me. Um, I don't think I could ever have a book. And it kind of uh, kind of kind of chokes me up because, um, you know, here I am on like the brink of, of getting an agent and a book deal. And I have an audience and I have a message and I have my voice. But, you know, you, you kind of got to kick that self-doubt to the curb because it doesn't really help. And now my approach, my approach is different. Do I still doubt myself? Yeah, there's days, you guys. I have my days. When I got so close to signing that agent and then she said no, oh, Jesus. I was like, oh, I was like, crap. It was a hard day. And I was really upset because I was so close and she was like a good agent. And oh my goodness, I was like, God, is my idea good enough? Is this book good enough? Am I good enough? Am I an expert enough? Have I proven myself enough with this stupid book to like show to a publisher or an agent that like I can write a freaking book and you're going to pay me potentially up to six figures to sit down and write this book before it's here? You know, it just felt like so much pressure and I was really doubting myself. And now when the self-doubt creeps up, I'm like, okay, Kelly, how can you get over this like really quickly? I give myself time to feel the doubt and then I have to freaking move on and that's why I just talked about speed because there's an element of speed that's so helpful so I was having that really shitty day after that agent said no and I was like okay Kelly well you know if you needed to pitch about 200 agents to almost get a yes if you pitch 200 more you'll get another yes okay so there I was like okay well let me go do some googling for some more literary agents and within 30 minutes, there I was sending out more pitches. Hey, I've got this book. You wrote these, you helped represent these titles. So maybe you want to like represent my book. And there I was turning it around within 30 minutes. And with that six figure mindset comes through moving that self doubt fast, right? Like, and just going through it and being like, yeah, I acknowledge it. You're there. And we're just moving on anyways. It's that taking action regardless. You have to kind of almost be like a steamroller to the doubt. And you're like, the machine is on. 
it's running. We are this steamroller. We're coming through. We're, we're doing it. Like we can't stop the machine. We're not going to unplug it. So fear, you got to like get out of the way. I love what Elizabeth Gilbert says about how she talks about you put the fear in the backseat of the car, right? It's going to be there. We're all human. We all have fear. You just stick the fear in the back of the car and you drive. Like that has just been such a key thing. And if you've been feeling doubtful of your dreams, I encourage you to just take action anyways and just try, put yourself out there because one of the best things that happens is that you will see success and you will see results. And sometimes this is just such a comforting reminder that I remind myself, I'm like, Kelly, I know you've been pushing for seven figures and a million dollar business for a while. One day you're going to run a million dollar business. One day you're going to have a New York Times bestselling book. One day you're going to get your TV show. It's all going to work out. But, you know, when I'm, when I'm feeling really, really doubtful in the moment, I give myself time to feel and I have to keep moving on. Because if you keep taking action, you will see success, okay? Are you going to make, you know, $100,000 on your first day of opening up your business? No. <laughs> Unless you are like Elon Musk selling a product, like, no. You know, if your brand's making new, maybe you'll have your very first sale in your first month, okay? Maybe in your second month, you'll have your first $1,000 month. Maybe in your third month, you'll have your first $2,000 month, and it will build, okay? It's not going to happen overnight. But when it comes to self-doubt, just remember that if you actually take action and show up long enough, you're going to get there and you're going to be successful. So try to nix the self-doubt as fast as you can. You know, one of the most frustrating things I see a lot in my community and, you know, this is my job as coach and supporter to help. And right now we're in the middle of doing your conscious empire live. So the format has changed for 2020 and twice a year now we run the course live and there's weekly Q&A with me for the 12 weeks of your conscious empire and it always breaks my heart when I see people doubt themselves and I can see how great they really are and man think of it like your best friend or somebody in your life who wants to do something but kind of doubts themselves and you're like gosh you're just so great I wish you could see it you're gonna be fine like you are amazing and when you are hard on yourself, just remember that other people see you that way too, right? You know, if you were my coaching client or you're one of my course students, that's how I see you and your gifts and your talents. And I know they're there. And I'm like, man, I wish you could just like see all your potential that I see. Like it, it, it just, it breaks my heart when I see people really doubt themselves or not do it or kind of hang out in the back and not really play as big as they want. It's, that great Marianne Williamson quote that we all know and love. It's not our darkness that scares us, but it's like our light and how, you know, big and bright and juicy we can be. Obviously that's not her exact quote, but you know what I mean? It's that, that lightness and that expansion and that possibility and that vision of what we could be. It is freaking scary sometimes. And I get that, but it's also amazing and exciting. And you are already talented and gifted in so many ways and way more competent and smart and courageous and incredible than you give yourself credit for. And I just want to remind you of that in case you're feeling doubtful in your dreams. So <laughs> to wrap that little one up, get over the self-doubt as fast as you can and just take action. Just do it anyways. Do it scared. Do it afraid. Show up. Be nervous, but just do it. You know, it's that good old Nike swoosh. Just do it. <laughs> Comes in really handy. So yeah, that's tip number four. So tip number five is to actually think 
big and do the numbers in a bigger way. So what does this mean? Well, the very first time I sold my $19 ebook, I thought, okay, cool. Well, if I sell five of these, they're almost 20 bucks. I'm going to make a hundred bucks. Cool. A hundred bucks. Awesome. That's, that's good. That's a good start, right? I was thinking, okay, sell five at 20 bucks ish a piece, make a hundred bucks. Okay. Well, now when I think things, I'm like, sweet, how could I make, you know, $10,000 off this? How could I make, you know, 100K off this? If I wanted to be doing $100,000 per month off this, what would I need to do? Business comes down to numbers. And it's just a function of asking the right questions to get the right number. So think bigger. Whatever you're thinking, like just double it, triple it, 10X it. Go for the number you really want. That's another key thing. If you want to run a six-figure business, don't go and be like, oh, I would love to make like two grand off this this month. Be like, hey, how could I make like like 8.3K per month? Okay, that's about 100K a year, right? You want to be doing the numbers to look at what it would take for you to be making that number you desire. So when I think of things, like I've said before in this episode, I really want to hit that million dollar mark because that means I can help and serve a lot more people, right? So million dollars a year looks like about hundred K per month in sales. So now I ask myself, okay, well, if our goal is doing hundred K month, you know, what would I need to sell for each of my offerings and how many of those do I need to do to hit hundred K? What would that look like? Sometimes even just getting into that possibility and that mindset. And you just want to make sure that when you are planning out your business and you want to think like a six figure entrepreneur, you are doing the numbers in a way that reflect what it would be like to make six figures, right? And don't be, don't be weird about your dreams. Don't be like, oh, well, it's okay if I just do a little bit. If you want to make a lot of money, own it. Be unapologetic. If you want to do any number you want, you can totally do it. You can play as big as you want or you know, as huge as you want, you know, don't, don't let any other self-doubt hold you back because if you want the big number, go for the big number. You, Oprah said, you know, you, you get in life what you have the courage to ask for. So if you want to ask for a bigger number and a bigger income every month, go for it, right? Your life is a function of the questions you asked. You know, if you want to be thinking bigger, you just have to do the numbers in a different way and think bigger in terms of the numbers. So if you want to be making 100K per year, think about how you can be making about 8.3K per month. I like to go for 10K a month because it's an easier, rounder number. And why not? Hey, why not do 120K? I always like a little extra. So if you want to make, you know, a six-figure year, you got to be asking yourself, how can I be making 10K per month every single month? P.S. My course, Your Conscious Empire, teaches you how in case you uh, need a little lesson. But that aside, let me, uh, let me go on to the next tip. All right, let's go to tip number six. And that is all about sales, marketing, and being visible. Whew, oh my goodness. So I got a little, little secret for you about the business world. And if you are doing anything else and you are distracted, come back to me and listen, because this is key. And this is a hot, juicy secret I'm going to drop. 90% of business is sales and marketing and how great you are at sales and marketing. Yep. 90%. So if you want to be good at making money, you got to get good at sales and marketing. And how do I know this? Well, in the early days, I was very scared to sell and I was very nervous to be visible and to market. Like I said before, I was so nervous to, to do my first front-facing IGTV story. I was so freaking nervous to announce my 
announced my first paid product at $19, which for this like little ebook, um, man, I was nervous and I wasn't really sure how to put myself out there and market and position myself and, you know, show my expertise properly. And I was also very nervous to sell. Oh my God. Sales. You know, sales has been such a learning curve for me. And in 2019, it was the year I committed to getting good at sales. Like I was, you know, at the beginning of 2019, I was freaking nervous to do my very first full blown webinar launch, you know, in the proper style slide deck pitch at the end, uh, you know, content you're teaching, you are blasting it out to everybody in your community. You are trying to get everybody you can to watch this webinar. You have to market this thing. Webinar launch is a lot of work. I teach this in your conscious empire in an easy, simple way, but I was so nervous to do it in 2019. Cause I was like, gosh, I've never played this big at this level before. And I committed to getting good at webinar. I committed to getting good at console calls. I committed to being good at marketing, committed to asking for the sale, reaching out to people, being like, yo, hey, I could help you. Why don't you buy a coaching package from me? Hey, yeah, you'd be great for a private intensive. You know, that is such an act in, oh my gosh, personal growth. Have you ever tried to ask somebody to buy a $7,000 coaching package from you? Like kind of in a you know, cold, cold, cold sense. It's, it's a interesting growth experience. You know, now I am way better at it and I'm much better at sales and marketing. And this is a huge thing I focus on with coaching clients and in your conscious empire is getting good at sales and marketing because you got to get good at sales and marketing if you want to have a six figure business and you can't be weird about it. I used to be so weird about being like, Hey guys, I have this ebook. Like, do you want to buy it? It's for sale. Or like, Hey, this is my first course. It's called your best life. Um, you know, the doors closed today. I was like, really, I was always nervous to post those kinds of things. And I was nervous. Like if I had somebody that was interested in coaching, I would be nervous to get on a consult call with them. I didn't even know what to say on a consult call. I was like excited to work with them, but I didn't even know how to facilitate a sale. It all felt like nerve wracking and scary, mostly because I didn't have a framework for how to do it. I teach this all inside your conscious empire. But when it came to sales for the first time in my business, it felt really different and weird and uncomfortable. And therefore I didn't do it a ton in year one. And lo and behold, my income for year one in my business really reflected that. So that is such a big tip for you is this tip number six, you know, being really visible, getting good at marketing, getting good at sales and consistently getting good at sales and marketing because it is 90% of a business it comes down to sales and marketing and how you're doing that. So this really blends into tip number seven, and this is to have laser focus on what works. So in the beginning days of kellytrack.com, I used to try everything. I used to get super overwhelmed because I would see all these Facebook and Instagram ads promoting to me different webinars, different things I needed to focus on. Oh, you need to have Pinterest content that looks like this. Your Instagram strategy needs to look like that. Your hashtags have to be like this. You got to engage with people on Instagram like that. You know, you got to sell via this thing. You got to do that. You know, we see this so much. And if you listen to business podcasts, it can feel like you're getting pulled in a million different directions. Oh, you got to pitch yourself to these people and you have to have an online course or it's like, okay, now you have to have a course that's always open and evergreen or you need to close the cart and have live launches every year. It's like, there is, there's a million different voices out there when it comes to business. But this is my tip for you and something that I've had to learn along the way to six-figure success. And that is to 
be laser focused on what works and understand that your business is timeless if you do two things. Number one, build an amazing product and number two, get really good at marketing and selling that product. Okay. So that is pretty much the nutshell of what I've worked on for the last three years with kellytrack.com. I have worked my butt off to build the absolute best courses, the best things I can build. And I just continuously market and sell those, right? So I see this as a really big trap for so many entrepreneurs and it's a trap I even now have to be careful that I don't fall into because there's so many other sparkly new things that we can try, you know, so many new strategies, different things. And it's easy for us to be like, Oh, one day I'm doing this. And then tomorrow you're like, Oh my God, I've heard about the power of membership sites. Let me start that. Or, Oh, I've learned about the power of Facebook ads. Let me try that. Or, Oh, I've learned about the power of pitching myself to get on other people's podcasts to get exposure. Let me try that. And it's so easy to get fragmented focus when If you just focus on building an amazing product and selling it and doing marketing around it, that is super timeless. Now you might be thinking, okay, Kelly, well, if I get on other people's podcasts, that is marketing. Or if I run Facebook ads, that's marketing. It totally is. And maybe that is a part of your focused lasered strategy. I know for me, I'll tell you. uh, So my main focus is the best way for me to market is email marketing, uh, webinar marketing, and uh, podcast content and Instagram content. So you're getting my content through that, right? Those are the main mechanisms of marketing. P.S. Those are all marketing channels that are primarily free for me. Primarily free. Yes, you heard that. I mean, I have to pay every year for my subscription to ConvertKit. P.S. Uh, if you want a discount code on ConvertKit, it's at kellytrack.com tools. <laughs> but um, that stuff is all free, right? And then through those marketing channels, I'm getting awareness. I'm building awareness about me. You get to know me, like me, trust me. You get to learn, probably hear about my courses because I mentioned those a lot. I name dropped that. That's been a practice too. You know, I, I'm always talking about my stuff. I'm proud of it. But you know what? If I never tell you about your conscious empire, you're never going to know, right? I'd be doing you a disservice. I'd be doing me a disservice. So, you know, I'm, I'm as I market and as I do my stuff, uh, I'm also selling on the back end. So, you know, if you're on my email list for a long time, you know, you're going to get invited to a webinar or I'm going to send you maybe an email and says, hey, PS limited time spots are open for this coaching package. Do you want to get on a consult call with me? Or, hey, I'm closing the doors for my course enrollment. Would you like to join? Right. So I'm selling on the back end of my marketing promotions. Right. And you just have to get clear in your business to what is actually driving sales. This is so key. What drives sales? And if it doesn't drive sales, don't effing do it. <laughs> so in 20, it was what year was it? It was 2019. Yeah. So 2019, I tracked every single sale that came in and I went and found the purchaser, reached out to them, messaged them on Instagram. And if I didn't already know, I said, Hey, how'd you find out about me? Okay. And I would go back and some people would be like, okay, the podcast, Uh, They came from a webinar, they came from email marketing. So I wrote down and I tracked where are my sales coming from? And I realized, oh, okay, sales are coming from a handful of things. Podcasts, emails, webinars, uh, my freebie opt-ins, and then they're getting on my email list. Um, And that is primarily where they are coming from or referral, right? Somebody's like, hey, have you ever heard of Kelly Track? And then they're like, oh, no, I haven't, but I'll check her out. And then they follow me and then they buy a course down the road. But I was like, wow, if this is what's contributing to my sales, let me just keep focusing on that. I have tried many different things in the past. Last year, I tried pitching myself to get press and media. Uh, That didn't work. I have tried to spend huge amounts of time into like Instagram growth. Like 
there was a while there when I was like, oh my God, I should grow my following and I should like engage with other people's posts and try to find the right hashtags. And now I just try to make good content on Instagram and help you. But I don't spend a ton of time on Instagram growth because I don't, okay, I don't really care. That's another thing. You know, I really focus on making money at the end of the day. And in the beginning of my business, I would have been very concerned with, um, vanity metrics, right? Like I was obsessed with how many podcast downloads I could get, how big my Instagram following was, how, how, how many numbers. Now I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) At the end of the day, I need to be profitable and not popular, right? In order for me to do a good job and help you, I got to make sure that I'm making money over here so I can continue to produce great things for you. And the same things goes for your business. You want to make sure that you are moving the needle and making sales. Um, because if you're not selling, I always say this, if your business is not making money, you are running a non-for-profit. Uh, so you want to make sure you're in the game of actually making money and you're not focused on vanity metrics like, uh, Instagram followers, podcast downloads. You know, I've been featured on these podcasts, Make sure that at the end of the day, you're just focusing on uh, money and sales because that is what's going to differentiate you from having a you know business that does okay to a business that does exceptionally well. So to sum up number seven, just really think, how can I get more focused, lasered focus, focus on what's already working, focus on what's contributing to my sales. If I don't know where my sales are coming in, how can I get clear on that? Maybe when you're working with somebody, you have a form that says, how did you hear about me? You know, get dialed in on what's working, what's converting to sales down the road, and just focus more on that. Don't worry about trying to get pulled in a million different directions. Focus on what works, focus on what sells, and double down on that. Now I want to talk about tip number eight, and this is such a key one that I did not know until like uh, winter of 2019. So I read this amazing book and it is called The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. I will link it in the show notes. And this book is all about uncovering your shadow, aka your dark side, the side you hide. You know, we have this side that we like to present to society and there's this side of us that we would absolutely never want anybody to see. And it's all about digging into that and seeing what's there and essentially bringing that to the light and making it neutral, not feeling ashamed about it, not feeling Um, bad about it, not feeling embarrassed about it, but owning it and, you know, coming to acceptance with it. So you have a neutral charge around it, not this negative charge. This has been such a powerful and pivotal book for me. It's absolutely one of my favorite books. It's called The Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford. And I will link that for you in the show notes. Oh my goodness. So I did this book um, at the most recent holiday season, right? So winter 2019, and it was eye-opening eye-opening, eye-opening. And this has been such a key distinction for me in terms of where I used to be with my business and my mindset versus where I am now. And this is something that has even helped me even more as I want to level up and move towards seven figures. So you have to think about, you know, if somebody wrote a really bad article about you in the newspaper, you know, what are the three worst words that you would not want them to use about you? Okay. Think of those three for yourself right now. Take a second, let them come to you. Now, those are three words that are in your shadow, right? It's a side of you that, uh, like, you've disowned. And you have to, in this book, also, like, you have to, like, come to terms with that. It is a whole great experience. But my three words were fake, fraud, and liar. I wouldn't want somebody to call me any of those. And I, through doing this book, I realized that... I always want people to see me as really credible and really trustworthy. And in order to do that, I needed to prove. And I realized that I had a lot of imposter syndrome kicking around because even when I hit goals or milestones, I still felt like it was not good 
enough. Maybe you feel like this too. Maybe you feel like you need more accolades, more awards, more certifications, more degrees. What you have is not good enough because you're not you know, good enough or trustworthy enough or credible enough or whatever it is for you. But I realized, I was like, oh my God, I have a six-figure business and here I am lugging around a ton of imposter syndrome. And I was really digging deep through these questions and I realized one of my desires to get to seven figures was to be even more credible to you because in my head, six wasn't enough. This is a classic, this is one of my biggest shadows is that whatever I have is just not enough and I need to go get something bigger and it needs to be better and it needs to be huger and you know, six is in my head, I'm like, okay, six is just six, but seven. And then you know what? Let me all tell you, the day we get to seven, I'll be like, oh, you guys, but eight. Um, that, that whole pattern has to end. And through doing this book, I realized how much I was indirectly and subconsciously making decisions around trying to get more accolades and shiny things in order to look credible, in order to uh, be totally as far as way possible from my shadow of being a total fake fraud and a liar. And it's kind of ironic because I remember telling this to Chris and he's like, that's crazy. He's like, because you, one of the biggest words he always says for me, you know, one of my best gifts is integrity. Like I always care so much about integrity and saying what's right and saying the truth and being integrity with my word that this idea of fake fraud and liar is I just, it's so not me, but you know, when I was doing the shadow work, I was like, oh my God, people will find out that I haven't built as this huge, successful seven figure business. And they're going to be like, well, you're only at six. So who are you to do this? And that was like the really bad stuff that was stuck in my head. And I realized, you know, I don't want 2020 in this year to be about me trying to prove myself subconsciously and indirectly. And it was just such a great mo moment of kind of a fork in the road. And I know for me, after doing that shadow work and getting clear on that imposter syndrome and that I'm not enough, not good enough, that that whole narrative, I realized that I really just want to be of service and I want to help. And this is the key distinction. When I was just starting out in my business, I had a very high focus on making money, right? Um, how can I make money? How can I make another sale? And fair enough, when you're just starting a business, it is about making money and trying to get sales, right? But that was a very big focus. And that idea of how can I just, you know, sell more, make more, you know, cover costs, like break even, make money, make a little bit of profit, do a little bit better. It was always focused on the numbers. And that is great. But I know for me going forward, based on my shadow, I was like, it's now about service and helping people. And this is the mindset more of a six-figure entrepreneur is how can I really serve, support, nurture, inspire, uh, transpire change? How can I really do more of that? It's definitely more in a root of service versus proving. And I'm just telling you that from my own story, because I think looking back, based on my shadow work, uh, the desire to make money in the first several years of my business really came from this subconscious need to prove myself indirectly, to prove that I was good enough, that I was finally worthy or deserving or, you know, all that kind of stuff that we work on with our <laughs> therapists and our coaches. Um, but this, this now being a time for me to be of service. So really think in your life, Am I just trying to prove myself or am I really trying to come from a place of service? Now, when I do everything, I really want to come from service. And especially with this book and this book being on the horizon for me, I was like, I am not trying to get a book deal to prove my worth because getting a book deal is a lot of work. I am really doing it out of service and because I feel like I have this message and I really want to write this book and I know it could help so many people. And it's not coming from, uh, oh, I just want to like sound good on paper. 
Because I'm going to tell you something really honestly, you know, back in the day when I wrote my first book, uh, fuck this shit, I'm curing myself. <laughs> what a great name. Anyways, I was just waiting for the day I could post it on Instagram. Be like, guys, I got a book deal. I really wanted to sign with like Harper Collins um, and get this certain agent because I really looked up to, I still do, Jessica Mornan and she has one part plant cookbook and I really wanted, she always was talking about hers and I was like, oh my God, I want to sign with like Harper Collins too. Get one of like the big publishing houses. And I was like, just wanting to like share that. And that just comes from such like a proovy imposter syndrome you know, I'm not good enough until I have X accolade, like I can dangle around, you know, that whole narrative. And now when I think of getting a book deal, I think of like, oh my God, I'm so excited to like sit down and write this thing. I am so excited to share this, this message that I have. Like it comes from this energy that's just very different. So I would ask yourself this, how can I really tap into that energy of service and showing up and really being there for people and really putting my best work out there? That has been such a big mindset shift that I've been making recently and something I didn't get until uh, three months ago. <laughs> but you know what? When the knowledge comes, it's the, knowledge, the time for the knowledge to come, right? And things land and they hit when it is right for us. So you know, don't worry whatever point of your journey you are on. And maybe, you know, you're listening to some of these points today and you're thinking, gosh, I don't do these. Well, maybe this is your time to start doing the ones that you feel called to do. You know, when, when we're ready, the knowledge shows up. They always say when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So just trust that when you come to the work, it's the right time for you. And don't beat yourself up over the fact that you didn't do it beforehand. You know, I got, I got really really uncomfortable. I was like really disappointed in myself about the whole, you know, um, shadow side of like fake fraud, liar, got to prove myself, got to hustle, got to earn more money, got to look credible. I was like, man, that is so pathetic. Pathetic. Oh, there we go. That's another one of my shadow words. Pathetic. <laughs> but I was like, geez, I just felt so, so embarrassed that that was underneath all of that. And I just was like, how could I have run my business for years doing this? Um, but you also got to remember that Part of what Debbie Ford teaches is that your shadow propels you to greatness. And that's part of the one of the reasons you can love your shadow. So, you know, indirectly, my desire to prove has driven me to be my best and seek out my highest levels of achievement in order to, you know, do my best work. And there's always pros and cons and ups and downs to everything. But, you know, be grateful of of those those dark shadowy aspects because they really do help you contribute to your best health because they have supported you along the way. They have been like coping mechanisms that have worked. They've gotten to you to where you are. Um, Debbie always says that, you know, your biggest, deepest, darkest shadow has actually contributed to your greatest success. So it's something to be grateful for and something to, you know, love so you can kind of reconcile it and come back to that neutral state. So that was tip number eight is really making sure that you are coming from a place of service versus trying to just prove yourself and get endless accolades. Now, my tip number nine is to have absolutely zero backup option. It is full-time six figures from your business and that's it. There's no, there's no other plan B and there's no other backup plan. There's no other source of like income coming in from like a job or a full-time employer or an income stream that you don't love. It's you making money in your business as your main source of income. And that is the mindset of somebody who's making consistent 10 K months. Um, like I know, I know for me when I first started kellytrack.com, my goal was to go full-time as soon as I could. And I still had 
in the beginning, early days, I had some money coming in from a freelance job I was working. I was doing some retail work. I worked at Lululemon, folding plants as an educator. I did tutoring in the evenings. And I'd always show up to these jobs and be like, man, I wish I was actually just working on my business. When you decide that your business is your main source of income, that is when you are on the road to 10K months. But if you have not made that decision that this is going to be your thing and you're going to do whatever it takes to get to that place of that full-time income so you can quit those other streams uh, or go full-time on your business as soon as possible, that will not happen. When I see people still entertaining the idea of, oh, you know, my business isn't doing so great, so maybe I'll get a part-time job or maybe I'll go get a full-time job or this isn't working, so I'm going to quit. I really think it's going to be very difficult to build a six-figure business with that mindset because when you become a six-figure entrepreneur, uh, the first action is deciding to be one and deciding to do whatever it takes to make six figures, right? To be making those 10K months, right? To be working towards having your first 100K year, doing whatever it takes. And when we're still in a place of indecision, we haven't really given full commitment to the universe that this is this is the stream we want our money to come from. It's the business. We really care about it. And we're still sort of indirectly and energetically saying we are available for part-time jobs, full-time jobs, other sources of income that don't light you up as much. Um, we are still communicating that to the universe. And I don't know about you, but that's not something I ever want to communicate to the universe. I don't want to be like, yo, PS, you can send me some shitty job I hate. I'll take it because that's where my wealth consciousness is and that's where my money mindset is. And I don't believe the money can come from my business. I am not, I am not sending that message out to the universe. Did I used to? Absolutely. 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 And that, that's just been a key difference between, uh, before the six figure mark and after, because there were times when I would be very frustrated in my business. And I thought, man, I could just get a, get a job at Lululemon. I should just work one day a week at Lululemon. I could just have at least some cash coming in from Lululemon and it would just help me f feel more at ease. And I always wanted in the early days for the, like the pressure lever to kind of go off and just have some more money coming in so I could relax a little bit. And once my income streams all ended, so I had a freelance job I was working and within a month, I got fired. My uh, my job at Lululemon was seasonal and it ended. And my tutoring jobs um, sort of like all froze up and my clients didn't need me anymore. So all of a sudden, I was indirectly full-time in my business. So the pressure was really on for me to start making money because I was like, great, uh, I have to make money off this. And there would be times when it was, it was hard and it was tight and I didn't love uh, struggling because I didn't really know what I was doing in my first year at all. <laughs> And I was like, gosh, it'd be so good to have some money coming in or should I look for jobs or should I find something part-time or where could I work? And every single time I gave those thoughts time and space in my head, I was indirectly saying and communicating, I don't believe my business can make me full-time income. So a great way for you to start thinking like a six-figure entrepreneur is to really get into that mindset of how can I make a decision to go full-time in my business? How can I make a decision to make 10K months? How can I make a decision to become a six-figure entrepreneur? And even if you have money coming in from a part-time job or you're working retail, like I was working retail once, uh, once upon a time, how can you mentally get prepared 
to be like, you know what, one day I'm going to be, be full-time and this job is temporary and I'm using this money uh, on the side to get me saved up and so I can start working on my business and start, you know, have, have a launch pad to go off of. But how can you start entertaining the idea more and more and more of having your business be your full-time source of income? And you know, really take on that mindset because I think that has been so key and something I have noticed over time just shift and it shifts subtly and change on its own. But you want to make sure that if you really want to make that six figure year that you are only entertaining thoughts of my business is my full-time income and this is my only option. So much of success and business comes down to making decisions. And when you decide, it literally means to cut off. And I learned this from uh, you're about us making money. But when you decide, it literally means to cut off all options. So when you decide to make six figures, you literally cut off all other options that you're doing anything else. It's like the same thing if you're going to university. If you decide that you want to go to university, you're like, okay, guys, I'm going. I'm writing my applications. I am studying my uh, exams. I'm going to take the tests. I'm writing my letters to admissions. I am going to go. I'm going to send this off. I'm going to pick my schools. I'm going to go. You get the letter in the mail. You're like, great. I'm going to live in the residences. I'm going to pack up. I'm going to the dorms. You're like making a decision and you're energetically getting prepared, right? So think of your business as the exact same way as going to university, going to college, you're like, great, I want to become a full-time entrepreneur. Let me energetically get prepared and get ready and make a decision. Decisions are super key. And once you decide, that also means no wavering. And if it gets bad, it means that you are pivoting and you're not quitting. This is so important because when you decide to do something, are you going to immediately make a hundred K on your first day? Absolutely not. <laughs> but you know, if you keep showing up and tweak and pivot along the way, you will eventually get there. So it's also having that mindset of commitment. You're like, great, I'm in college now. Am I getting a good mark in the first semester? No, but I got to like keep improving my grades and, you know, really work harder and study some more. And maybe I'll get uh, a better score for my, for my term. You know, when we're not doing well, we have to sort of like pick up our socks and pivot or maybe go ask the TA for help or go to office hours, talk to the prof and, you know, get the answers you need to do well at the end of the term and get your final mark. Same thing goes in your business. Once you decide, you have to uh, make pivots and changes and adjustments and keep tweaking. And are there going to be rough spots? Absolutely. Are things not going to work? Absolutely. So you just have to tweak and tweak and pivot versus quit and say, this is not working. I'm out of here. Like imagine if you failed a class in university. Okay. You fail one class. You're not going to say, Oh, university is not working. These professors, this whole curriculum, this whole school, nobody knows what they're doing. I'm out of here. I'm leaving my dorm. I'm, I, I am going to take some food from the cafeteria and I'm going to go. Okay. <laughs> You're like, probably going to be like, well, okay, I failed. So now I have to retake this course and, uh, change my strategy to studying and figure out where I went wrong and try again. That's the same mindset with business. So make a decision, be decisive, uh, cut off other op options, energetically get prepared to be making six figures, do what you need to do. And when the road gets rocky, because it will <laughs> have a plan to pivot and to tweak and get the support you need, get the help, get the mentorship, get the coaching, whatever it is, and then you'll be well on your way. But it all comes from that decision and that deciding moment in your head. And most importantly, there is no backup plan. There is no plan B. There is no escape door. There is no escape latch. It is, you know, graduating from university, right? It is building a successful six-figure business. It's not like flunking out of university or having a business that makes pennies, right? And it's just one big, huge make-work project that never gives you any returns 
in your life and something you pour so much time into and never make cash from, right? It all comes from a decision. One of my best tips I can give you is to make that decision as soon as you can. Energetically get committed to making this business be your full-time thing. Uh, And when you decide, that's when the magic happens. This is when the universe starts showing up for you because when you decide it's a very different energy, you are playing way bigger. You're doing whatever it takes. If you get a no and you get a bunch of rejections, you're like, well, I'm not quitting. I'm going to keep going until I get a yes. You know, when you really commit to doing something, that's when the invisible forces of the universe really get rolled out for you. And all these invisible hands of the universe are going to be supporting you in ways you cannot even prepare for or expect or imagine because it's an energetic commitment, right? More than anything. And you're shifting the vibration in the universe when you decide and when you commit. And P.S. If you're having one of those days when you're having a bad day, and for example, if we're looking at the metaphor of the university, if you fail a test, if you fail a course, of course you're allowed to have a rough moment, right? You know, even in times when things are really challenging and I get upset in my business, I give myself the grace of feeling disappointed. Then I have to quickly and swiftly make a decision to get out of that mindset and back on the road of how can I pivot? How can I change? How can I tweak? And how can we improve so things can get changed, right? So when things do get hard, remember to allow yourself, you know, feel the feeling. That's totally fine. But remember, this is not waving your white flag and quitting. This is a conversation of how can I pivot and not give up? All right. So that is my show for you today on how to start thinking like a six-figure entrepreneur. I so hope this was helpful for you and you love this and you enjoy this. So in summary, this is what we talked about today. Number one, skip the line. Use your money to skip the line and get the knowledge you need. Pay for somebody's strategy, somebody's advice. It will save you so much time and so much money in your business. It'll save you honestly, more money than time because you will be doing the things that work the right way the first time versus the hundredth time if you're trying to just Google everything. Number two, always be planning for the long term. Don't just think about where you are in the present moment, but make decisions based on where you want to go in the future and what things would look like if you were doing things at a larger scale or if you had an influx of people or if you were trying to serve 10 times the people you are serving right now. Make sure that you are always thinking about where you want to go and not just the present moment. Number three, move at a quick pace. There is a speed that comes with a six-figure mindset. It is a decision to go quickly, to implement, to move fast, to iterate quickly, to just launch, uh, solve problems quickly when they come up. It's that fast reaction time versus always, you know, humming and hawing and being indecisive and not making a decision and doing nothing and being in action, move, take action, go quickly, implement. All the clarity will come from taking action, but you got to move. So speed is your friend here. Okay. And the better you get at making decisions quickly and moving quickly and doing things quickly and essentially just not waiting around, the better you get at all of that. And you'll see results and money much faster in your business. Number four, cut the self doubt. Just Act as if you have no self-doubt. I know you're always going to have self-doubt. I still have self-doubt at times, but I give myself a minute to think about it. And I'm like, great. Back to what I just said, speed. We're doing it anyways. Everybody just go launch, send the email, do what you need to do. Make your website live, put yourself out there. Who cares? Your self-doubt will all crumble one day uh, and it's going to fade overnight. You know, the day you start making consistent cash in your business, you're going to be like, why the hell did I ever doubt myself ever? You know, when I started making uh, serious money in my business and I started doing really great and I remember my first time I made a $25,000 a month, I was like, 
man, why did I ever uh, worry about this? Because if you just keep showing up, one day you will get there. Number five, think big. Do not think small. Think big and do the numbers in a way that show where you want to go, okay? So if you want to be making a six-figure year, ask yourself, how can I be making um, 8.3K this month or roughly, you know, 10K? How can I be making a 10K month? And ask yourself, what would I need to do? What would I need to sell? What would I need to make? Number six, get good at sales and marketing. Don't be weird about it. Be unapologetic about it and commit to doing sales and marketing. Your business will come down to sales and marketing and 90% of business is how good you can get at those two. So make sure that you know what the hell you're doing when it comes to sales and marketing. This is email marketing, webinar marketing, social media marketing, uh, having a platform. I teach all of this inside of your conscious empire and knowing how to sell conversations, sales conversations, consult calls, converting to sales, uh, pitching, once again, I teach that all inside of your conscious empire. So marketing and sales. If you want to build a six-figure business, get good at marketing and sales and be unapologetic about it. Be in your worth. Ask for the sale. Market your stuff. Don't be worried about it. Don't be like me in the past when I used to be nervous and try to ask for the sale. People want what you have, but they don't know unless you tell them you have it. And if you say, hey, PS is for sale. Number seven, focus. Focus on what drives revenue in your business. What drives sales? Don't do the rest. Don't get distracted. There's a million people pitching crap on the internet saying, do this and that and this, and you need this. And PS, you need this tool. Screw all of that. Focus on what works. Building a timeless product and learning how to sell and market it, okay? Use those timeless marketing strategies. That's all you need to build a six-figure business. Build a good product and learn how to market and sell it. I have built a six-figure digital business with less than 2,000 followers on Instagram doing this. And still, I just focus on, you know, what, what's working and how can I do more of it? Use the same thing in your business too. Number eight, when you want to go to six figures, make sure that you are doing it out of an energy of service and serving the world versus proving your worth and proving that you are good enough, smart enough, uh, and, and not letting this be about you overcoming your imposter syndrome. Okay. This is so key. And like I said before, you know, until I did the shadow work, I didn't realize this was still lurking around for me regarding my desire to go to seven figures. So always be asking yourself, am I doing this because I'm trying to prove myself indirectly, or am I doing this because I want to be of service to people? Okay. That is going to start sifting out the long, long-term successful folks from the people who are just trying to use their business as a whole thing to prove their worth indirectly to themselves. <laughs> so do the shadow work if you need it. Dark Side of the Light Chasers is the book I recommend. It's going to be linked in the show notes. Number nine, absolutely no plan B, no backup plan. Your business, your six-figure business is your thing. It's what you want. It's your eye on the prize. You are, you have made a decision. You are energetically telling the universe, yo, universe, this is what I want. This is where we're going. This is where we're heading. This is what I am energetically preparing for. You know, even if you are not working full-time on your business now, energetically, emotionally, this is your goal. You have a even like a book a date in your calendar of when you're going to be going full-time by no excuses, no backing out, no quitting. Even when you're running your business, no plan B, no, no part-time job, no other looking around to see who's hiring your business and only your business and 10 K months. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> no plan B, no backup plan. Super, super key. 
So folks, that is the show for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. P.S. If you want to watch my totally free online training called How I Built a Six-Figure Digital Business, selling one-on-one services and online courses with less than 2,000 followers on Instagram, you can go to kellytrack.com slash biz workshop kellytrack.com slash biz workshop. The link is in the show notes. It's totally free. And I'm going to be telling you about the power of how to find your zone of genius, how you can pick one thing to sell that can make you 10 K months. And that's true. You can sell one item only and make 10 K months off that alone, as well as how to pick the right business model that is correct for you. And I'm going to be sharing the three favorite business models that I love that can all get you to six figures. So that's at kellytrack.com slash biz workshop. All right, folks, thank you so much for tuning in and for listening and for being here. If you love this episode, share it on your Instagram stories. I will share it in my stories back, give you a shout out. Uh, If you haven't left a rating and review for the podcast, those are so helpful. If you enjoy this show, that would mean the world to me if you took a second to rate it and review it. And always make sure that you are subscribed so that you know when the next show comes out. So until next time, have an amazing day and I'll catch you back here soon. All right, bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day and I'm so excited to see you back here soon.